Okay, want to chime in on what's happening with your favorite KFM program? Make your voice heard on the Brad Sean Bryant text line. Let us know what you have to say by texting your message to 64686. That's 64686. Standard message and data rates apply. None other than Vikings uh, head coach Kevin O'Connell is weekly day after the game news conference. Find out more about Kirk Cousins. It was announced on Twitter. Pelissero and um, who is Pelissero and who? Ian Rappaport. Ian, Ian Rappaport. They, together. Um, they announced. Uh, they they reported that it is official. The MRI has shown that it is a um, Snapped Achilles, broken, torn, what do they call it? Ripped? Yeah, torn Achilles. Torn Achilles out for the rest of the season. And so the Vikings certainly now have to, uh, some decisions to make. We've kind of spent the past hour uh, talking about, you know, maybe not all the possibilities, at least the ones that we could think of, and they're, they're really pretty simple. It's either stay the course with the, who you have in-house. We have three quarterbacks in-house. Mullins, Mannion, and Jaron Hall, who got in for some action yesterday. Then you have uh, free agents. Those are the guys that are no longer playing, at least right now. They're they're on a couch right now watching. Some of them are in the booth. I think I think Matty Ice might be doing some work for Fox, I think. But I, I could have swore he was at one point. But you got your Matt Ryan, your Carson Wentz, and other players uh, like that. And then you have your quarterbacks that are currently employed, uh, but they are, they are backups. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater in Detroit. I don't think the Lions would part with him. Um, you know, you you you, you got to have a backup, right? Uh, there's Andy Dalton, and we've named all the others that, that are a possibility. So uh, my guess is they're going to stay with what they have in-house and try to win with, I don't know if you, I mean, I don't know if you, you, you I'm not going to, I don't want to say dumb it down, but you maybe you're, you're a bit more conservative in the play calling because you got a guy that hasn't, played more than a few snaps in the NFL, get his feet wet, try to get a running game established, and then uh, have the defense play strong. The, the The schedule does work in their favor. It's not like they're playing world beaters. Those we just mentioned, Tennessee, it is on an any given Sunday. Who would have? There's nobody that would have thought Denver was going to beat Kansas City, right? No. I, I don't think anybody thought that. I didn't think the Broncos thought they could do that. So stranger things have happened. Um I mean, there's only one team with one loss in the entire league. Everyone else has at least two losses. Now. Is, that, is that Philly? Yep. So yeah. So there. And you even go. even with their one loss, it's not like they've been world beaters. I mean, they've that's correct. They've had a lot of close games. That's correct. So um, yeah. So it's um, it is it is what it is. I, I the Addison kid is is turning into a player. If if he was, I mean, since he's turning into one, he probably already was one. But now, more opportunity now to showcase. He, yes, he's he's getting the opportunity because JJ has been um, on the shelf for is that two or three weeks now? Is that week three? He's missed three games, right? Three, three games. So uh, out for for sure one more, right? The IR was a minimum four, yeah. Four, and then it could be uh, it it could be uh, could be longer, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, 
Your guy Hawkinson seemed to play, uh, catch a, a few more. He didn't have a lot of balls bouncing off his fingertips. He had another nice game. So the, the skill position players, at least the receiving core, is playing pretty well right now. KJ had a big game. Um, and even Addison had a one or two that he should have caught yeah. that he didn't. What time um, as we're uh, tapped is what, what your wild club? Did they lose again? No. You know, you were able to you were able to get out of it. You dodged the tough questions last week because we have to go to a break. <laughs> um, now you're gonna make oh, me tap you know, dance your no, way you all know, the way. You there. know what I wanted to ask you about um, that tragic story in England where the a kid from Hibbing is the name Johnson. Yes, Adam Johnson. Wow. I mean, that's 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 what they call a gut punch, right? Um, did did you you must have known of this kid? Yeah, right? you know the name. Yeah, yeah. he he played at Hibbing, played at uh, Minnesota Duluth. And then, you know, basically playing professional hockey, not in the National Hockey right. League, but over in, in England. A cup of coffee with uh, Pittsburgh, right? He, he played, was it 13 games of the Penguins? Did I read that right? He, he played, he played, he had a few games with yep. the Penguins. Um, how does, I didn't see the video and I don't want to see I the have, video. I, I refuse to watch it. Yeah, I won't watch it. How, how did that, do we know, I mean, it obviously was, how did his, how did his neck and was he standing up? Was he laying? Was he sprawled on the ice? What happened? I have not seen it, and frankly, other than just you know, kind of the reading the headlines, I haven't read any stories behind it just because I don't want to read it. Um, it's something that's you know, it's happened before. I mean, there's there's been skate blades. You know, obviously they're very very sharp, and they can slice. You know, they've sliced wrists and they've sliced necks before, and there's you know, we've had moments. Where guys, you know, especially in the National Hockey League, where they're not wearing full shields, where they're getting slices on the cheek and close to the eye, and you know, you always know it's something that's a possibility of happening. Um, but obviously, this just went to a whole other extreme. And I'll tell you what, this happened what Saturday. Even as of yesterday, there are sporting goods stores across the country that are just selling out now of neck protection. You know, kids that. Kids that play youth hockey, their parents are are swarming right now to buy protection for for the neck while playing hockey because well, it's never been mandated. It's never been mandatory. Yeah, and and you know, again, you can say that's kind of an overreaction, a very freak accident, but it's sort of like when uh, uh, you'll even see hitters in baseball now. There are some who do not wear that flap that comes down and protects yeah. their face. That I don't understand. I don't understand how you can go up there and trust. Remember, it's out of your control. It's some guy. That you got no idea where he's been, where he's going, where he's at, what his control is like that day. And you're standing up there, and that guy's throwing 90-plus miles an hour with that baseball. I Sorry, man. I would wear a flap every single time. I, I, I Wouldn't you? I, I wouldn't go without one. I don't care. And don't, you know, it's, you know um, here's KOC, head coach of the Vikings. Yeah. Least tendon tear um, yesterday at uh, up at Lambeau Field. Um, we're you know in the process of determining uh, kind of the next steps and timeline. Um, you know whatever what's in the best interest for Kirk and allowing that process to play out so we can make sure he gets the best possible medical uh, care uh, that he can. You know me personally, our whole team, our whole organization, we're all 
you know, hurting um, this morning uh, for Kirk, just knowing um, just how much he's invested uh, into this team and, and from a standpoint of his leadership and, and, and what he's, you know, meant to every single guy in that locker room and really what he's meant to me since my, you know, my arrival here, um, you know, last year. And uh, we're going to miss him. There's no doubt about it. We're going to miss him. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, my expectations are, and, and I've, in my dialogue briefly with Kirk, you know, since yesterday, um, he has every intent of still being a major, major part of our leadership, a, a part of the quarterback room, a part of our offense, you know, part of our plans um, each week schematically like he's been um, right there every step of the way. And uh, quite honestly, I don't expect anything less from Kirk being the man and the leader um, that he is. Uh, regardless of the circumstances, as tough of a break with the momentum we have as a team right now, you know, we're, we have to move forward. Nobody feels sorry for anybody in this league, um, and, and we know that. Uh, I know that, and I, I, I know for one thing, I owe it to every player um, and coach and really every person in this building. Uh, they're going to get my best every single day, and we're going to move forward um, in the same uh, kind of attack mode we are going out and trying to get a win each and every week um, and uh, continue to position ourselves uh, to to uh, you know continue the pursuit of playing more games at the end of this season and getting the opportunity to compete um, until there are no opportunities uh, left. I thought yesterday was encouraging. Uh, we wake up today two and zero in the NFC North, uh, having won four out of our last five after what was a very difficult start to our season. Um, really have challenged the team uh, throughout. Uh, my messaging throughout this, uh, you know, this stretch of uh, 2023 that, you know, that adversity has, has really been a breeding ground for tremendous, tremendous growth uh, within our organization um, that I think will help us uh, for many, many opportunities to come. Um, but more importantly, uh, it, it will provide us some of the tools, maybe not uh, to the extent uh, that, it's, that, that it will be coming off of losing our starting quarterback, but um, it will definitely be something that we'll all need to just do a little bit more. Uh, it will all need to be just a little bit better, and I know there's a thousand ways that I could do that for this team, and I will. So I'll open it up to you guys. Kevin, what are your plans short-term, at least for this week at quarterback? Yeah, we're still working through that, Kevin. Um, you know, I uh, I did want to see Jaron go in the game and, and, and function. A lot of the feedback that I got from the guys in the huddle was he was outstanding calling plays, uh, cadence, snap counts, you know, center quarterback exchange. Those are all things that go through your mind. Um, and really knowing kind of uh, our, our staff did a really nice job of kind of keeping me uh, updated uh, probably long before anybody else on our sideline really knew what was going on um, so I was you know really using some of those opportunities uh, to show Jaron my confidence in him but also uh, give him some opportunities to play quarterback and and, and uh, you know convert a big third down there uh, get out of the pocket a couple times on some keepers and and, and really just kind of start you know, giving him an opportunity when really all he's done is scout team reps up until this point throughout the season, and he's done a fantastic job getting our defense ready every single week for a lot of different offenses. Um, and I credit Chris and Grant for having him ready to go. Uh, there wasn't one blink uh, that I that I felt or any kind of hes hesitation on his part. Um, so we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll continue Jaron's process of getting him ready to go. 
um, each and every week. If he ends up being the guy, I know a lot of guy. Every guy on our roster has confidence in Jaron. Um, we're still working through some things. What that may look like to to potentially add uh, another player here. Uh, you know, knowing that Nick is also going to, you know, still be out at least you know by the rules another week, and and we'll see where he's at. Um, when that timetable starts, so bringing somebody else in like at a level that they could play right away or soon. Uh, I think you wouldn't want to, you know, you wouldn't want to say yes or no to that. I think it's all based upon what we feel gives us the best opportunity to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. Um, really talented team um, on defense. They play incredibly fast. You know, I have a lot of respect for Arthur and his staff. Uh, Ryan Nielsen's a guy I got to know last offseason really well. Um, think the world of him and uh, you know so we're just gonna have to make the best decision based upon you know the days of preparation we have and what that picture looks like uh, will be determined throughout the week. Kevin, how much you guy quickly you to, to run the offense? Uh, you know they, they did they want uh, you can look up the Josh Freeman tape but one year they went out and got him you know on the fight is, is it how hard is it to teach even a veteran a new system? Yeah I think uh, you know we've we've really you know, what we've done offensively here uh, since we first arrived. Um, I mean, even somebody that played previously um, here, uh, you know, in, a, in last year's training camp, um, it's, it's different. It's, it's evolved. It's constantly evolving. Uh, Kirk has quite honestly given me the opportunity, uh, you know, to, to coach him hard. But we've kind of done it together in a way where the evolution of this offense is really kind of morphed, you know, in different directions based upon, you know, the last few weeks with J.J. out or uh, previously adding T.J. middle of the season or, you know, whatever it's been. Um, so I, I think it is a challenge. But, uh, you know, that's our job as coaches. Is regardless of when a player arrives um, or if it's a player's rookie year, um, whatever the timetables you'd love to be able to be comfortable with, very rarely do you get that gift midseason in the NFL. So that's, that's our jobs, and, and I'm going to take it as my personal responsibility to make sure whoever goes out there to play quarterback for us is prepared and ready. Kevin, as you're looking for options, how far and wide do you look? Is this guys that you know that have, played in a similar system guys that play in the league you think about talking guys out of retirement how far do you cast the net yeah I, you know you you know you wouldn't believe kind of some of the things on my cell phone i've received here in the last 24 hours you know, less than 24 hours uh but uh those di that dialogue it's it's what's going to be best for um, our ability to win football games, but also knowing um, we've been living in a world where we want to be as competitive as possible right now while also understanding what we're building, hopefully for the future at the same time. And doing that, uh, just trying to make sure the football and what we do between what flows done defensively, uh, what we do offensively, you know, is as, as top of the line as we can possibly make it for our guys and then um, constantly be evaluating what's best for our team uh, moving forward. And, and moving forward means the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. So uh, it's been an interesting, uh, you know, kind of period here since, you know, about 2.30 yesterday, 2 o'clock yesterday at Lambeau. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to work through that. Kevin, how important is synergy with Quasi at a time like this? 
Yeah, it's you know we we have constant dialogue, communication, and um, trade deadline, and everything that's going on. We're uh, there is probably no you know more you know direct communication outside of uh, you know us getting um, you know uh, you know just an open mic between his office and mine. It, it might come in handy uh, here, uh, but uh, I, I think I feel very very comfortable with our dialogue. You know my ability to. You know, express football-wise, you know where I think we're at, where I think we're going, and then um, I think the important job for me as the head coach is to, uh, you know, be open-minded to you know that dialogue and and Quasi and his staff, and as we work towards what we think you know is the right possible thing for us, you know, really across the board for our whole team, um, and that will continue to be ongoing. And quite frankly, feel very comfortable with that process. Have you spoken to Kirk this morning, um, and and what did he say? How do you talk to him as a person on that level? Yeah, I, you know, I, I have, and and uh, just more so, you know, as a friend and as somebody that I, I've become really close with him. Um, it's more so about being in support mode for him right now. Um, that's maybe getting him connected with 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 uh, you know some people that might be able to at least give him some advice. Uh, players that have gone through it, maybe currently going through it, things like that. Um, that will allow him to have, you know, the best possible mindset that uh, I don't worry about one bit because he was already, you know, discussing timelines and, and when he'll be ready to go and, and all those things. Uh, Kirk Cousins loves playing this game. He loves, uh, you know, he takes a lot of pride in playing this game and being as durable as he's been throughout his career. So this is going to be new for him, um, and that's what my job ultimately is for you know every player on our roster, regardless of whether they're you know it's the same for JJ throughout this time. It's the same for Marcus Davenport um, throughout some of the other players that we've either put on IR. Uh, have been lost for the season since we've been here. Um, I view that as a huge part of my job, the support and them understanding it's more than just, um, you know, what can you do for us now? It's more, what can I do for you guys as you go throughout this process and feel kind of the most comfortable you can feel in a time where it's very, very hard to do that. And I do think that's very important, no matter the energy or time that takes for me to do that. You talk about the growth that you've seen that come from that rocky start. And the whole organization with yeah. some examples of that. Yeah, I think the, you know, you guys have heard me use the response word uh, many, many times. Uh, over these last few weeks, there's example after example of our team. Uh, all a response is, is is picking each other up and finding a way to make the next play, regardless of if you had anything to do with the previous outcome, good or bad. Um, finding a way to go out there and, and, and make make the play that could set the momentum in our favor um, for the rest of the day, for a two or three week stretch, whatever it is. Um, but I think we've learned to deal with those things together, um, looking inward and, and whether it's the defense picking up the offense after a you know, after a turnover or the t the defense does turn the football over Josh Metellus yesterday and then the offense goes out and scores on the next play. Um, just maximizing our ability uh, to play as one. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, regardless of circumstance, play as one in a way that we become very difficult uh, to compete for four quarters against uh, by the things we're doing on the field, the talented players we do have, and the fact that collectively it's going to feel like you're playing against a team uh, in its truest, purest form uh, for three and a half hours on a Sunday. Kevin Brown and Neil talked yesterday when things have gotten tough for this team, it's brought the best out of you guys. Yeah. How much of that starts with Kirk and you know how, 
where does it come from now? Yeah, I think Kirk had, you know, a lot to do with it. Um, I think all of our captains, all of our leaders, you know, our leadership extends well beyond our eight captains. And, you know, I'd like to think the coaching staff uh, plays a role in that as well. But, um, you know, there is going to be a void of on-field leadership when you lose a guy like Kirk Cousins. Um, it's, just a, it's just a fact. Um, ignoring that would be naive by me. Um, but there's also opportunity. Just any adversity in life, uh, regardless of whether you're playing playing a game or uh, it's away from this building, I want our players to always look at adversity uh, as an opportunity for growth. And um, it's easier said than done, quite honestly. And that's when you have to have a culture of guys that are collectively doing things together. There's there's never finger pointing. There's never blame, uh, deflection of criticism, and all that. Um, you know, absorb, um, you know, compartmentalize what you can, process what you can, and then we got to move forward um, because, like I said, nobody's going to feel sorry for us in any capacity. How do you change the offense in the last, in the, without yeah. Kirk, how do you have to change the offense just to have a quarterback maybe that's not doing quite as much at the line of scrimmage? Or yeah, I, I think that it's going to be a natural thing for us to, to, to basically, you know, be aware. It's just about having awareness and understanding, uh, communicating with whoever's playing and then ultimately making the decisions that I think are best for our, for our offense as far as, uh, you know, you can do a lot of things. You can get carried away sometimes with scheme. And we've seen some great examples of that being very beneficial down to the last little detail that we express to our players. And then we've seen uh, just some play making ability as well of understanding never underestimate the power of just putting the ball in play uh, making good decisions progressing in rhythm and allowing you know the core philosophies and, and kind of what we've built this offense around really through the quarterback by the quarterback and and to help the quarterback um, in a lot of ways I think those principles have to stay true even if you've got to take a couple steps back um, and I think through that process of doing so you know, where you might be in four or five weeks from a growth standpoint might be more beneficial than anything. Um, and then you look back on it and say, did we really change all that much? Uh, or did we just once again morph and, and kind of figure out the best way to collectively move forward? Uh, so I think it's going to be a lot of that. I'm um, quite honestly, uh, you know, this is going to be a challenge, Ben, but uh, it's one that uh, I believe this is why we're here to help uh, navigate you know, through tough times and, and ultimately challenge, uh, develop, um, encourage, and then uh, have confidence that, that what we ultimately do when that ball gets kicked off, uh, our guys can go play fast and, and have a lot of confidence to, to go do some good things. Where, where, you, where you are in the competitive rebuild that you mentioned, like, is it realistic to use the resources to bring in a new starter, whether it's trade, sign, out of retirement or anything? Yeah, I think there's a lot of scenarios to that. What are the resources? Um, you know, I think the, the conversations that lead you down that road uh, help kind of clearly define the answer to that question based upon um, is it a short-term only thing? Is it something that could be more long-term? Is it, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, truly is an upgrade versus just kind of the sheer uh, dealing with the reality of a tough situation right now? And that's what we have to work through and and that's goes back to Alex's question about my communication with Quasi, his staff, our coaching staff, and just the uh, the fact that we're all synced up and we understand uh, that we signed up to live in this kind of dual world that sometimes can feel 
like it's competing against each other a little bit. Um, and that's where you've got to just continue to have dialogue, communicate, and ultimately make the best decision collectively. And, and uh, you know, more oftentimes than not, that's worked out for us so far. And it feels like you would have to get to that answer pretty quick. Uh, it does feel like that, yes. <laughs> Say that one more time. Do you need to get to that answer quick? Um, I think it's just, I, I think it's a we thing. I think it's our whole organization. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to work that through that here in the next day or two. Yeah. <laughs> Time for two more. That's it. That's the Kevin O'Connell News Conference. Um, didn't really tip his hand at all, Tenneby. No. Um, didn't really expect him to. Uh, matter of fact, I kind of did a uh, preview to the news conference where I sort of um, did. Uh, I mean, I didn't try to do the exact voice. I'm not really good at doing. I can do a Joyzy voice, but that's about it. Uh, that he would basically say nothing really about what direction they want to go because i really don't think they do know i mean i'm sure they've been discussing it and maybe they do maybe they are right now maybe quasi's on the phone and they're finalizing a deal for kyler murray they're finalizing a deal for andy dalton they're finalizing a deal with carson wentz could be we don't know that and he certainly didn't he did make the comment about the amount of things he's seen on his phone over the last yes. 24 hours yeah yeah um like you wouldn't believe what i've seen on my phone the last correct time? yeah and maybe one of those is Tom Brady call and said, oh, oh my gosh. I'd be willing to talk. I want to have a cup of coffee at uh, the Omni, Omni Lakes in Minneapolis, or in Egan, actually. I was there on, I went to dinner at uh, Kindred Hearth on uh, uh, Friday night. Really? So I was at the Viking facility. I was there. Um, yeah, like we said, we didn't really expect him to say anything. Uh, two things. My best guess is, this is a guess. I wish Rosen weren't today because I'm sure he's talked to Karn. And if anybody knows what the bike is going to do, it's Karn. But Rosen isn't in today. He'll be back tomorrow. My guess is they're going to go with Jaron Hall on Sunday and they're not going to make a move. They're going to go with what they have. I don't think they're going to make any move. Just, it, just my gut. If they make a move, it might be like, um, haven't they been flirting with Colt McCoy? Like one of those type of journeyman veteran for ages. Not saying they'd start them, but they would not. They would sign them. Yeah, they could start Jaron Hall, and if that doesn't work, maybe you have a Colt McCoy. Yeah, in a week you or could two. do that. Is that what you? Is that your guess? That's my guess. Your guess. Jaron Hall starts this week as a little audition. Will uh, Colt McCoy takes over? Colt McCoy is he the real McCoy? Stay tuned and find out. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more of the Common Man program here in the Fan. Connected to the fan. Programming on the fan today is brought to you by Anheuser Busch. What goes up must come down. Spinning wheel got to go round. Talking about your troubles, it's a crying sin. Around a painted pony, let the spinning wheel spin. Double 13 14 pass. Program. We just heard from Kevin O'Connell, head coach, soon to be big game world champion, Minnesota Vikings. No decision made, at least not ready to publicly announce what they want to do going forward. Uh, it's all speculation at this point. He did say, as Tim mentioned early in his news conference, he said, Boy, if you even knew half of what I was getting, or he said something to that effect, half of what I was getting on my cell phone, text messages, probably people suggesting ideas, maybe people reaching out to him. I don't know. 
Maybe Ben Roethlisberger was sitting around and is getting the itch. Maybe Big Ben. Tanabe made a uh, made text message to uh, Kevin O'Connell and said, for whom does the bell toll? Maybe Big Ben. I don't know. But Before uh, you move on, I yeah. forgot to add that uh, the fan and two-minute junk truck want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand with our national cash contest. Just enter the keyword WIN at KFAN.com now for your shot at winning. That keyword is WIN. Enter it now at KFAN.com. So, who you know, uh, w- w- whether they're actually looking outside the organization or not, if it's a trade, they need to do it soon. The trade deadline is tomorrow. I think probably 3 o'clock would be my guess. I don't know the exact time. But sometime tomorrow they would have to come up with a uh, if they wanted to trade. See, I just I don't understand trade, right? Because we we can, we can't be giving up anything. You're only going to do a trade if it's a blockbuster. I think if you know this is the quarterback of the yeah. future, but you ain't going to make a blockbuster quarterback for the trade future within a span of 24 hours. Well, do you really need unless to, you already had something in the works previously? Well, do you need to? Why does it have to be a blockbuster? I mean, how much do you think they'd really ask for Andy well, why, Dalton? Well, why are you giving up assets for someone who's not going to come in and win you? A, well, maybe a big game. Well. Can it be they probably think different than you and I. We're looking at it from afar <laughs> with a pessimistic attitude. My guess is every guy in that locker room, you got to remember, ownership has more to say about They're the ones that wanted a competitive rebuild. They're not ready to give up on the season. There's no way. And if they they pay to if they want Andy Dalton, they're willing to trade assets. I'm with you, but I'm saying that doesn't mean that they wouldn't do that. I'm I don't think they will anyways. I think they're going to go with Jaron Hall. I don't think I don't think any, but again, the Wilfs are the wild card. I firmly believe they were the ones that came up with competitive rebuild. They may not have came up with the what, what to call it, but I you. It, they only hired someone that well, would yes, rebuild the way they want to rebuild. That would be my yeah. guess. I don't think they would just hire them and then have them come up to you and say, you know, we really think we're going to have to tear everything down. The, the, the Wilfs did not want to tear everything down. We talked about it. They got to one NFC championship game. They've been to the playoffs on multiple occasions. And I'm sure they they want to win. And they want to win now. So, um, yeah, it's. But I I I. That being said, I even think the Wills probably realize grabbing one of these aging NFL quarterbacking dinosaurs is probably um, a real stretch. And with Jaron Hall, at least you go, okay, young kid. Let's see what he's got. Who knows? Maybe he rises to the occasion. We've seen it happen before. Doesn't happen often, but um, maybe it could. I do know this, Tennessee. I've had several people uh, text me saying there might be a police investigation on the Adam Johnson thing, is what I'm being told. It seems as though it, there are some that are suggesting if you watch the video, it may not be an accident. Um, here's what I read from a news source. It says, um, hold on. Yorkshire police said they were investigating the circumstances of Johnson's death, which some social media users weren't convinced was accidental. Uh. Cops urged the public to avoid speculation while they examined the contact leading to Johnson's fatal injury. Petgrave told his social media accounts offline amid accusations he intended to injure his opponent. Hockey site Blade of Steel reported on Monday. Um, some are saying it looked like a kung fu kick. I've had a oh number boy. of emails from people. Well, I might, ha- might have to watch it now. Yeah, they have a number of people. Why don't you? And tell me what you think. Uh, um, you're a hockey guy. You're a tough guy. You played the sport. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't really want to watch a murder. Um, well, in no right, alleged, alleged, I should alleged, say alleged. alleged. Um, are saying that 
the perpetrator was um, was uh, is one of the dirtier players in the league, if not the dirtiest player in the league. So whether that's the case or not, oh boy. I don't know. But um, regardless, a, a tragic story. Um, let's take a. Uh, I would. I was going to say a quick phone call, but with Warren and Embers. Warren, what you got for quarterback solution? Let's get right to it. It's real simple. There's a 25-year-old guy that's not, he's a backup right now, and I I think this guy's the sky's the limit. And Charge agrees with it. Is, uh, uh, well, just because, no, wait, wait, wait a second. David, no, wait a second. Huh? Just because Charge agrees with it, Charge is not a football expert, but go ahead. Well, I'm telling you right now, this guy played on one of the worst teams ever, and he performed since his rookie season was Davis Mills with Tennessee, or with the Texans. They could get him. It wouldn't cost much. He's 20. He's the same age as that rookie they got right now. This guy can do it all. I mean, he played extremely well on a really bad team. They wouldn't have to worry about a future draft choice because he's 25. He's performed in the league for two years. Take a look at his stats. I think he had an 80 quarterback rating on a terrible why haven't team. You, why haven't you brought yes. him up before to us? You've ne- I've never heard you mention well, him. Now well, all of a sudden well, you're excited about This quarterback thing had never happened before. And one thing you're shortchanging Case Keenum on, the guys played in other places. you got to remember, when you went to Washington, that was a terrible team. He hasn't been hit. And I'll guarantee you right now, he can he can get the team to the playoffs. He did it once before. He's better than anybody they got. There's two guys on that whoa, whoa, team. What do you mean? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you say? He's better than anything they got. How do you? What do, What do you know about Jaron Hall? Why Why couldn't he do it? Well, I'll tell you this right now. This is what's terrible about having a rookie come in this quick. You can either have a great player come in and play well, but if he does bad, let's say he does really bad, that's going to derail his career. I'll tell you right now, you got two guys on the same team with a rookie that's going to be the rookie of the year. You can make a deal to the Texans right now for one of those two quarterbacks, and if you want to either go old or you want to go young, I think you could get him for a third. I think you could get. Uh, I think you could get Mills there for a third round draft choice. And I'll tell you what: look at his stats and tell me somebody that's on a crappy team. We started in his first year. I don't think it's been very many people that have ever played that well coming into the league on a tough right, situation. Okay. That's the answer right there. Okay, that's yep. the answer. Uh, uh, Miles Davis. Yep, that is the answer. Miles Davis, did you say? <laughs> did he say Miles Davis? Davis Mills. Davis Mills. All attended Maple Mountain High School in Spanish Fork, Utah during his career. He had 5,109 passing yards and 52 touchdowns. He committed to BYU to play college football. Hall played in two games his first year at BYU in 2018 and took a red shirt. He played in seven games and made two starts as a backup to Zach Wilson. He became the first black quarterback to start a game for BYU when he started in place of Wilson against South Florida for the season. He completed 31 of 46 passes for 420 yards with one touchdown. After taking a medical red shirt, Hall took over as starter in 2021. He completed 189 of 296 passes for 2,583 yards, 20 tutties, and only five interceptions. Sounds pretty good to me, Tennessee. 
Sounds like he had, in the only time he's played as a starter, he was brilliant at BYU. He sounds every bit as good as Miles. You want to know who his top wide receiver was? Who? Puka Nakua. See? There you go. Yeah. Um, what was the Miles Davis? No. Davis, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. I like Jaron Hall better than Davis Mills. We'll break. We'll come back. A more Viking talk. See what Tenaby, did you see the video? I did. I wish I had. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get your views on it when we return to the Common Man program and the fan. And Cole on the fan. Hello, me boys. FedEx Phil. I have a, not a prediction, but a guy who, who we could go after from the New Orleans Saints. Who that? Um, Jameis, Crableg, Winston. Let's go! Made for KOC's offense. He will look and he will cut it loose. Yada! Tony from Jordan. They should just play Jaron Hall and let him play. See what he's got. If there's no chance of signing Cousins back next year, then draft somebody and... Hopefully they get their star quarterback. But if you're going to put Jared Hall in for a game and then take him out and put Mullins in, it doesn't make sense. I kind of tend to agree to that. The last one. I'm not a Jameis Winston. I'm sorry, none of the players that would be available right now would interest me in any way, shape, or form. Because there's a reason they're available. They're either backups Correct. or they're retired. Or they're free agents that nobody wants. So, I go with Jaron Hall. Unless it's Tom Brady. That would be the one I would yeah. have interest. But he, that ain't going to yeah, happen. No, that's the pipe dream. Um, so, you had a chance to look at... I, I'm getting conflicting. I, all sorts of people have weighed in on the Adam Johnson tragedy. What happened over the weekend. Young man, I think 27 years old, from Hibbing. Played high school hockey here. Played for UMD. Had a cup of coffee in the NHL, played, I think, 13 games for Pittsburgh, playing overseas. Um, gets what, what's either a freak accident, is what has been labeled as to this point, but there are people, there's, apparently the police are investigating. There are accusations that kind of a cheap shot guy threw his skate up. Um, I don't think he probably intended. Like, I think I'm going to try to cut this guy's juggler vein and uh, have him bleed out on the ice. But you looked at it, Tennessee. Do you... Well, first off, if you are going to watch, the second the skate makes contact, stop it. Okay. It's the most amount of blood I've Ooh. ever seen gushing anywhere, right. and it's awful. Uh, do not watch that part because that'll stick with you for a while. Um, I don't believe it's a freak accident. Now, there's levels of intent, if that makes sense, right? Like, to your point... I don't think the intent was, I want my skate blade to hit this guy's neck. I think the intent was, this guy is about to cut through for a scoring chance. I'm going to stick my leg out cheaply, cheap shot, so that he can't get to a spot where he okay. can score. Right? right. So I think he intended to stick out his leg, whether that's enough to say, you know, like I said, does that mean you're, you're intending to put your skate up to his neck? Probably not. Um, and I don't know the guy's past history, but I, I don't think it was just because there, there's been times where skates have hit people's necks, sure. right? And it's an accident, right? Where 
there's contact and a guy flips over and a skate is flying through the air and hits somebody. That that happens, unfortunately, it happens a decent amount. Okay. This one, he tried to stick out his leg. Yeah. Well, that's what it seems to be the opinion of most of the people that are are emailing or texting, uh, emailing booth at KFAN.com or the Brad John Bryant KFAN text line at 6486. And, um, yeah, and then, so again, let's say, like you say, I mean, to say, uh, and again, I'm not a, um, I'm not a, a, a criminal you know, as far as charges go, you know, what's, mm-hmm. what's you know, uh, premeditated, uh, first-degree murder, second, third, manslaughter, voluntary man. There's all sorts of different. I wouldn't think it would be murder. Like you say, you wouldn't think he's thinking, I'm a, for murder, don't you have to basically. And this is a split-second yeah, thing. Yeah, right. right? So. He, didn't, he didn't have this guy lined up from across the rink. Like, the guy cut towards the middle and he stuck his leg out. Yeah. But. Oh, it's a very dangerous play. Yeah, Very dangerous to just stick your leg up like that. And a cheap shot. It is a cheap shot. Getting a lot of uh, a, a Viking-related... Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll, he should be suspend, you know, yeah. permanently banned from that league. Well, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll learn more because it, according to what I read on, on, on a couple of uh, uh, news outlets have reported that the police are definitely taking a... Uh, they are investigating what has happened. Um, a lot of people... Uh, um, a lot of different opinions on what the Vikings should or shouldn't do. Um, apparently, someone says uh, the maestro of the mornings, Corey Cove, he's ready to tank the Viking season. That doesn't surprise me. Corey Cove, Mr. Negative, <laughs> right, would want to uh, tank the season. You, there's no such. The only people that if we can we go through this again. Players don't tank seasons. It's up to the ownership to decide they don't want to win. The mandate goes down to the general manager and the coach. And then the only person was the coach is not going to hold a team meeting and say, okay, everybody, here's what we're going to do. We want you to intentionally play bad. We want you to miss tackles, miss blocks, drop passes, throw interceptions, and fumble the football because we want to lose games. That doesn't happen in the National Football League. It doesn't. What you would have is if they decided to tank, it would have to be up to the ownership, the general manager, and the coach. They would be in cahoots. And then at that point, all the coach can do is try to is try to, to use personnel in positions they probably shouldn't be in. Like you could even say, we're going to try some younger guys out, which is... Passive tanking, I guess. I mean, but it's it's. We're up. gonna play Lewisine. Yeah, it it has nothing to do with um. You don't just players aren't gonna just tank. So. If Sean Mannion starts Sunday, then I know the team is tanking. Yeah, the organization um, has decided to tank. I um. I think what you can do is it's only three games. It's a small sample size, but they have played much better the last three games, particularly the San Francisco. That's a pretty good club, even though we saw them lose yesterday. Would anybody have picked Cincinnati in spread swing? No one would do that. Pick Cincinnati on the road against San Francisco? That would be insane. Oh, wait, I did, didn't I? Um, but you play... I, I'm willing to, you know... Would anyone pick Green Bay plus one? Yeah. Spread swing? Who would ever do anything like that? <laughs> my, my point is, I think... Nobody you're going to acquire 
Unless you did think Kyler Murray was the guy, because then you would be thinking long term too, right? You wouldn't go get yeah. Kyler Murray. He's kind of your only long term option. Right. He's even and so available. right, and I don't think they're going to do that. I think what they're going to do is, I my guess they're going to say, let's go with a combination of Jaron. We'll try Jaron Hall the first two weeks. If he plays pretty well, we win games. We'll keep riding him. If he struggles and we lose, we'll try Mullins. We'll see if we can get into the playoffs this way and 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 move on from there. I don't expect any major announcements as far as a trade or a uh, free agent signing, but it remains to be seen. One more hour to go. We'll break. We'll come back. Other topics to get to as well, including Tennessee's Wild Club. I'm beginning to wonder. And a couple of other items, too, on the Common Man program on the fam. Man, took away my pride.